live from Walpole in Framingham, Massachusetts. This is 1833 Sports. On today's podcast, we welcome Calvin Karaoke. Calvin, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Ray. Uh, I appreciate you having me on your show today, bro. Thank you. Thank you for having. Thank Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. So I know you went to Oliver Coyle High, or I'm sorry, Coyle and Cassidy, correct? Yes, that's correct. How did so? How did how did Coyle and Cassidy prepare you for basketball, and then going into and prepare you for LaSalle? Um, honestly, I feel like uh, the coaching uh, that I I got at Coyle and Cassidy. Funny story is that up until um, August of my summer going into freshman year of high school, I was, I thought I was going to town high school. I wasn't even supposed to go to Coyle. Um, but, you know, uh, they had a coaching change and uh, were able to um, help me out with the financial situation over there because it is a private school and, you know, um, it's expensive. So they were able to help me out. So I ended up going there. And um, I think the coaching that I received there was really a big part of um, of what prepared me because they were just guys that um, Coach Josh, shout out Coach Josh Adubella, Coach Joe Adubella. Um, they're actually, I don't know, you're familiar with the St. Andrews School? Yes. Um, they're alumni there. Um, Josh Adubella has his jersey. Uh, he's the first. He's the first All American. Um, over there, the way I, I I don't know whether you know Coach Hart. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know him personally, but I'm familiar with him. Yeah, um, Coach Hart. He was my he was my AAU coach. Um, my junior year, he he went around with us. He was one of our coaches because um I played AAU for my high school coach uh, for a while. Um, and Coach Hart used to ride around with us, and I was able to to be around. He's a really great basketball mind, and like like I think that stuff like that, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that my high school coach was able to expose me to. Um, great minds like that. Um, I was actually thinking about it the other day, like stuff like it's it's really I'm really thankful for it because not a lot of kids um have the opportunity to like see um a higher level of basketball. Um so I think uh the coach and I was a was a big part of it. Like the our practices, I still think um to this day. Um, hopefully my coach, my college coach doesn't hear this. Uh, um, my, my high school practices were 10 times harder than any college practice I've been a part of any practice outside of anything, any basketball I've been a part of. Um, there was seasons in my high school career that we used to start every day with 20 suicides at the beginning of practice before we do anything, 20 suicides. He said, because um, Coyle wasn't that good at the beginning of um, my freshman year. I don't know whether you're familiar with the program. I'm not. You're not. Um, so they really stunk. Like, before I went to Coyle, before those coaches took the helm, they had, like, 0-20, 1-19. You know what I mean? Like, like literally consecutive 0-20 seasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they came in. These guys were – they were young, you know, and, and, and they came in, you know, trying to build their resume and build a program. Um, so they started from scratch and they just started grabbing guys. And, you know, I was one of the guys that they were able to recruit and they were from Providence. Um, so they brought uh, their own people from out there. I have a lot of people. I, that's why I play a lot of basketball out there. That's why I'm familiar with people because they're from out there. Um, 
So they're able to grab um, some guys and slowly but surely, you know, a lot of people made fun of me for deciding to go to Coyle when I first decided, uh, when I first said I was going to Coyle, you know, they're going to say, oh, what, you think you're going to play college basketball out of there? Um, you know, you can't do it. You guys aren't going to win any games. They stink. They went 0-20. And uh, it's funny because those same people that were, uh, that used to say all that, they used to say all that stuff, laugh at me, were the same people um, who were asking me by my senior year, you know, oh, how do I, you know, how do I get my little brother to to get to Coyle? I want to play on the basketball team, you know. Um, how do I get into Coyle? And, like, everyone asked me, um, you know, and everyone come to the games and stuff and cheering for you. It's the same people that were laughing at you. So, like, I really, that's, like, stuff like that, that really, I think, is what, um, you know, my experience in that sense of it throughout the whole thing is what prepared me for college because um, adversity, being able to face adversity is the biggest lesson that, uh I was taught over there and college basketball, you know, as you know, it's a lot of ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, so, and it's a marathon. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. Um, I think that's a big, a big thing that I took away uh, from Coyle. Uh, just, just being, being able to fight through, fight through um, tough times. And by the end of my career at Coyle, um, you know, we had a couple guys, I have, my young guy, uh, Jaden Brown, shout out Jaden Brown. Um, he transferred to Tilton out of Coyle. Um, you know, six seven, six eight kid, uh, getting Division One interest from Xavier, um, Villanova. Um, my guy Brian Taylor, he was tough out there. He was getting Division One interest as a freshman. Um, my this kid Chuma. Um, He's just a year younger than me. Uh, he just got offered. He uh, just committed to St. Michael's there, D2. Uh, we and, and we all just literally just came together by chance and, like, really just put together a squad. We used to go, like, six, it was five. We used to go five, six deep, bro, and beat teams by 30, full court press. Were you on varsity all four years? Uh, yes. Uh, my freshman year, I played varsity. Um, first varsity game. Coaches put me in, and uh, you know I, I I pooped the bed. I I pooped the bed, but uh, second game they put me in, and I had a good game. And the coaches, you know, they sat me down. They're like, you know what, stay consistent. And a couple games after that, that's when I started. Um, they put me in the starting lineup. Um. So yeah, I've been on, and ever since then, just rocked and. You know, there were times that you, they took me out of the starting lineup, even though I was, you know, scoring the most. But I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't know what they were trying to do. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't understand the concept of it matters who's in at the end of the game when it's winning time. Like, it's not who – starting lineup really is kind of irrelevant if you really think about it. Because um, mm -hmm. when it's crunch time, that's, that's who the coach really has his chips on. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I used, he used to take me outside our lineup once in a while just to change it up. And I used to hate it cause I used to look at it as kind of like disrespectful, like an embarrassment, but like lessons like that, I think are what, you know, you know, like I said, prepared me for college again. Do you ever, do you ever think about transferring to any school then maybe even St. Andrews cause of uh, coach Hart? Um, it was definitely a thought. Um, definitely post-grad thoughts, like everyone else around me, uh, all my peers were big into that. Like, I'm really the only one out of, like, 
my whole entire, like my whole AAU team, like I'm really the only one that really just went through my four years of high school and really just, you know, cause a lot of kids, you know, they go the reclass route or, mm-hmm. you know, they go, they go prep or they go the post-grad year. You know what I mean? Um, and like, to be honest with you, and it's, that's not a bad thing. Like in a lot of situations it's beneficial uh, for kids, you know, get them that scholarship that they need, you know, um, or the scholarship that they're looking for. But um, to me, it just wasn't my route. Like I was really like, I was, I was cool with how my career was going. Like I had a good high school career. Um, you know, I really, like my goal at Coil was to, you know, just kind of bring that program and bring it respected. Cause at first when I walk in, it was a doormat. And then by the time I left, nobody wanted to play us. There are teams that straight up said, nah, we're not playing Coil no more because the beating we put on them. And those were the same teams that were blowing them out by 30 in the 0-20 seasons. But then at the end of the day, they, they were saying that they didn't want to play us. Um, so uh, I, that's, that's really, um, it was really, I really liked to, I, I didn't think about really transferring. I mean, I did sometimes. And when you looked around at everybody else doing it, but um, my coaches that over there really uh, locked me in and like made me trust in what I was doing over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I got a question for you. I'm Connor. I'm there. We go. Oh, is my audio going? Are we good? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went to LaSalle just for uh, first semester of my freshman year. So first semester last year, I was there. I transferred out to uh, Rivia University in, uh, in the GNAC up in Nashua. So mm-hmm. my question for you is I asked the last, you know, most, I think everyone I've, we've had on the show, I've kind of asked um, a question. So now that we've kind of talked about your career um, in high school and obviously you went to private school. So um, what's the culture like? I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to play um, basketball outside of private school. My brother plays, um, he plays AAU. And in terms of like the culture in AAU ball versus school ball, like what's the, what's the difference and what did you enjoy more, I guess? Um, the culture is just completely, two completely different, two completely different vibes. Um, AAU, when you show up, like, it's really everyone out to get theirs. Like, I mean, obviously, like, you have, like, my, my AAU, my AAU teammates are some of, like, my closest friends, like, for life. Like, those times, like, traveling in the hotels, you know, at the tournaments, like, you know, sleeping all bunched up together in, in gyms in the middle of nowhere, like, stuff like that. Like, you can never take away from that experience. But um, it's not the same. It doesn't have the same... I feel like high school basketball is more of a sense of pride to it. You take more pride in the school than you do in AU because AU is really like, you know, that's, I hate to say it, but a lot of kids go in with the mentality of it's your time to shine, which, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an okay mentality to have, but a lot of kids, um, they compromise the team game, which, which they don't even know that that hurts them. Like if a college coach walks in and like, you know, watches a kid put up 30 shots, unless you're the next Kevin Durant, he's walking out of the gym. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, you, you can't, the team game is, is, can't be compromised. And I think that's what, that's what the, the difference is um, in AU and high school basketball. The team game is more likely to be compromised in AU than it is in high school. Um, because high school, I feel like there's more of a sense of pride. And not to say that in high school, there's not uh, players that, you know, try to take over uh, the game and take too many shots but um I think that uh the concept of the team the bond is stronger 
um, you know, and you're playing for, you know, you're playing for the name on the front of your chest, you know, that's pride. That's bragging rights in school, you know? Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, that was the same way I played baseball in high school. And it's like, you know, coaches will tell you, like, when you, when you leave your home stadium, your home field, and you go elsewhere, like, you're representing, like, the school, not just, like, this team. So, mm-hmm. like, you got to hold yourself accountable, you know, and that's definitely, like, something that I thought was really cool. And, like, in that time, um, I definitely understand it, you know. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where I love – there's nothing more I love than, like, you know, walking into another team's gym. Like, you know, with the coil, with coil Cassidy across my chest and just like, you know, we're here, we're going to hit, we're here to, to take care of business and we're going to pack up and go home, you know, and wake up and do it again tomorrow. That's what our coaches used to say. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I really, the, the sense of pride was really our chant when we, every time we broke down, um, our breakdown was one, uh, one, two, three warriors, four, five, six pride. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really how it was. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. What AAU team did you play for? I meant to ask you that. I played for a few AAU teams uh, over my career. Uh, I started off with Boston Bobcats. That was my first, um, like, real, like, when they first started. Not now. They have, like, five billion teams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when the when there was only just the first team that was based in Boston. Um, shout out Coach Doug. Um, he's a coach out here in Bridgewater Arena High School. Uh, he was my he was my first AAU coach, um, and then I went on and I started playing with the Middlesex Magic for a little bit, and um, that really didn't go that well. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, like you know how like sometimes you just don't you know sometimes you just don't fit well into yeah you know no fit I mean? mm-hmm. it just happens you just don't fit. Um, so then I moved on and I started playing with the players. Um, and at first I was with the New England players, but then that I had to drive all the way out to Belmont to practice. So, but then they started the Rhode Island players and they made a team, um, that practiced out of St. Andrews and we used to go out there and practice. And, uh, it was actually really, it was really good stuff. Cause you know, their prep kids would come in and, you know, they practice with us. We get running with them. Um, you know, sometimes like, like we were in the gym practicing one day and like Jim Beheim walks in and I was like, like, I was like, that's Jim Beheim. And like, you know, you try to act, you try to act like, you know, you've been there, done that, you know, got the t-shirt for it, trying to act cool. But like in the back of your mind, like you're looking around, like, does no one notice? Like that's, that's Jim Beheim over there, you know? So like, it was, it was really um, good stuff uh, when I started playing for Rhode Island players. And that was my high school coaches team. All right. So, why did you choose LaSalle and were there other off were there other colleges you could have played for or had offers from? Um, yes, there were uh, a couple schools that uh, were recruiting me. Uh, LaSalle uh, recruited me pretty aggressively. Um, another school that recruited me pretty aggressively is Bridgewater State. Um, Dean. Um, <clears throat> Stonehill recruited me. Stonehill was the only D2 that reached out. Uh, a bunch of D3s in the state. Uh, Fitchburg State, Curry. There's a couple schools that wanted me to play football and basketball. Um, Curry wanted me to do that. Bridgewater State wanted me to do that. Um, uh, Dean Curry, Bridgewater State. A uh, couple schools in New Hampshire. Uh, some NAIA schools wanted me to play. 
but like I really was looking for like the right financial situation for myself Mm -hmm. um and something you know something that could set me up for the future you know what I mean and like something that um something that you know my mom could handle um so LaSalle really made it affordable like even the state schools that were looking at me they they cut their price in half you know what I mean so LaSalle was able to make it happen for me financially and um you know I just felt as if and plus when I when I visited initially um I felt as if you know I could it's a it's a good place for me to grow and it has I've learned a lot a lot I've grown a lot great so obviously uh, we'll get into this past season in a little bit because that was kind of a changing culture for you guys. But talk about your freshman year. How would that go and then the transition going into the sophomore year, if you can? Um, freshman year, so I started off and I came in, you know, um, the most energy, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, dunking everything, you know, trying to block everything, trying to, you know, just going at it, competing, you know what I mean? Like sharp. And I didn't realize, you don't realize when you go in that it's a marathon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't think about, you know, so like, and, you know, when, when there's confrontation, when I was a freshman, I'm trying to rise at everything, you know, I'm trying to prove my colors, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, prove my stripes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my mentality. And, and I, I just went in kind of, kind of young, um, young and guns blazing. Um, instead of really just thinking about it, because the older you get, um, the more it becomes a mental game, and that's what I'm really, I'm really realizing. Uh, it doesn't matter how talented you are, if you can't mentally get it, if you can't mentally be there to execute, um, mentally um, do what you need to do. Uh, I think it's all for nothing. So freshman year, uh, I came in and I actually, I actually started. I started the second scrimmage that we played. So we, I played the first scrimmage. I was the first, I was the first person in and I was getting a lot of minutes and halfway through the season, um, halfway through the season, I just hit this wall of just like, you know, I was getting into, I was getting into, um, you know, some disagreements with my teammates at practice, um, upperclassmen and stuff like that. And like stuff like that was discouraging me. And I really let that, you know, wear on my mental. Um, so I think that really made me that it was a, it was a learning point. Um, last year was a big learning point as far as, like I said, um, winning the mental game, um, and going into sophomore year, it was kind of something I was working on. Um, and I really, and I really thought I had it, um, going into this year. Um, but I think this year, uh, the biggest thing that came from it was, um, confidence uh, was a confidence thing because I feel like without the right confidence in yourself, the right confidence in your abilities, um, you're really, you're really almost frozen. You know, Uh, if you don't believe in what you can do, then, you know, you're going to freeze up. You don't have anything to do if you don't believe what you can do. So I think that's a lesson that I, that I learned going into um, my sophomore year, my freshman year going into sophomore year for sure. So obviously at LaSalle, the, the big turnaround this year was the basketball team. It was very clear that, you know, it's a hard truth. No, no one really cared in the beginning, like the fans wise, you guys started 0 and 8. Then come Christmas break, uh, 
you guys went home, then came back. But then when school came back, everything started to gradually change. You guys started getting a lot better, a lot more, a lot more wins. You kind of like, uh, kind of like what Stony Brook did uh, with a guy we interviewed the other day, Max. You guys, you guys kind of shocked the campus, kind of shocked the GNAC in a way of how you guys were able to turn the program around. How did that like mentality kind of go for you? And you, how did you realize, okay, we're doing something special here? Um, honestly, so we just it was just we just grinded up practice like I'm one of the people that you know believes 100% and like I try to bring it to practice and like with my teammates that you know iron sharpens iron you know you're only as good as how hard you go at each other at practice and like you know and we just we just used to bring it at practice every day like after the after those uh that 0 and 8 stretch you know we just we still struggled a little bit um and like you said we hit a point where we didn't even care about we didn't care about what was going on the next day we didn't care about when our next game was we didn't care about who we're playing we just cared about right now at practice we're just going to go at each other um we're going to be sharp you know we're going to we're going to um try to outsmart each other we're going to try to you know we're just going to try and make each other better um and you know make ourselves better uh, and I think once we locked in on that and made that the most important thing, um, I think that was when we were able to turn the corner um, because it's not really rocket science. Like if you really, if you really want to um, move forward and get better as a team, um, you're only as good as your practices and uh, how competitive uh, your players are amongst each other at practice. And I think that's what changed for us. So what is it like, when you're playing to, I mean, cause I know for you guys, like you go, you start your season and then you're off for like a month. So, um, how is that? Like, cause I don't think that's like super unique, like not even just within like, uh, college, college sports, but in the whole, like in sports in general, like to start a season and have a month off and then come back and expect to like be firing at all cylinders. Like how do you personally manage that and manage that off time? Um, it's tough, man. You just gotta, you just gotta be. The biggest thing is just consistency. Like, like if you just gotta lock in on it, because it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to, you know, stare off and you know look in other directions. But you just really just gotta mentally lock in and stay the course. Um, because if you really stay in for that long, because um, it's not easy. You know, what I mean, if it's if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, so like I think it's really just me personally. Uh, it's something that I'm still I continue to work on is just stay in a routine, you know. Um, stay working on your body, stay working on your game, um, you know. Stay you know stay conscious of like the team concepts and stuff like that. You know you got to think it. Um, it's got to be part of your day. You know somehow some way it's got to be part of your day. Um, right. You know, so I think that's I think that's uh, what is the most important part about it. Like whether it be, you know, just going real quick, getting some ball handling work in or watching some film real quick, looking at some stuff you could have done better or, you know, just going and get some shots up, getting a lift, whatever it may be. I think uh, it's just uh, that's the biggest thing of, of that one month period and, and even the whole season. Once you build that. Once you build that schedule, that just that makes everything easier. That makes that one month easier. It starts in the beginning, though. 
Right. And that makes sense. I mean, because, like, I guess the best thing I could compare it to is, like, a long all-star break. Like, essentially, like, you guys come out, you start your season, you play your games, and then it's like, oh, well, we're just going to go take a month off. And then you got to come back. And I feel like that's a – especially for teams that, like, might be winning a lot in that first half, essentially, they come back. And then it's like the momentum changes. And like ideally, like as a as a winning team, you don't want to let that happen. You don't want to let that break be a changing point for uh for another team, you know. Exactly. Um, because that happens all the time. Like that's the beauty, it's the beauty, and you know, and it's also a scary thing about uh college basketball is like there's so many points, like momentum is so real and and you know. Um, but once you lose it, it, it's so hard to get back. Um, that's, that's because it's, it's once you, once you gain, you gain momentum by consistency and, um, consistency is repeating it often. Um, so if you're not, you know, going out and winning games often for a span of time, um, that has the possibility to fade. That sharpness can go away. Um, because it does take a special kind of sharpness to go out and execute and, you know, win games in a row. Um, like, there's film out there. If there's film on you and teams still can't beat you um, over and over again repeatedly, uh, that, you know, you're doing something pretty right. You know what I mean? Um, so I think really just uh, <clears throat> just staying consistent in, in, in what you do as far as building a routine, like I said. Nice. How have you uh, handled being a student athlete, like managing the academics along with the rigorous athlete, uh, rigorous basketball schedule? Oh, uh, you know, uh, you really, it's really a big thing is time management. Also, um, when you need help, ask for it. Shout out to Ray. Ray was, Ray's my guy in, in History 104. Um, if I ever had a question, Ray always, Ray, Ray always had me, um, and always helped me out in that class. Um, but like just being, you just got to be on top of it. You know, um, I'm, I'm a big believer, um, a lesson, another lesson I learned in high school. Uh, if you, you're, as you are on the court is how you are off the court. Um, so if you're going half-ass in the classroom, um, you know, you're going to be half-assing it on the basketball court and vice versa, you know. So um, you just got to be on top of it the same way, the same way you work, you know, you're trying to work on your game or I'm, I, I want to work on my game is the same way you should, you know, oh, should, like I got to go do this homework or I got to go study for this quiz real quick, like get this work in. It should be the same mentality, you know, because they go hand in hand. Um, so if you – I try to have the mentality that um, – Okay, so for me to succeed on the basketball court, I first need to succeed in the classroom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and for me to succeed in the classroom, if I succeed in the classroom, then I'll go on to succeed in the basketball court. And so first things first, I see it as just taking care of business. And with that mentality, I think that that really motivates me to, you know, make sure I do what I got to do to um, to pass on my classes and do well in all my classes. So going to the GNAC playoffs, you guys played a manual in the first, first round of the quarterfinals. And it was labeled as an upset, but going into that game, you guys felt like you were the favorite team, correct? Yeah. Um, 
honestly, we beat them. We beat them the first time on a buzzer beater, um, and so they said that was a fluke. Um, so the practices we had and the way we were playing, um, I we were really confident that we'd come in and, and win that game. Um, and we came in there and we executed. We took care of business. Uh, we stayed poised. That's the biggest thing. Um, if you can go to another gym or even your own gym, the most important thing is just poise. Um, you know, just keep your head up, keep your head strong, um, and, and keep your eyes on the end goal. And, you know, don't be – don't look – don't listen to, you know, people talking because um, there was a lot of – that was a hostile – Emmanuel was a hostile crowd, like, you know what I mean? Um, they were they were loud in there, but uh, I think we were really able to stay poised and, and really grind that that win out on the road, for sure. And we were confident about it. We knew we were going to go in and get that win. I think I was the only LaSalle fan for half that game there, at one point. I, I, there were no one there. Honest to God, you <laughs> were. Can Can you tell me what the hell happened on the way to that Albertus Magnus game? Of what happened? Because like, didn't the time get like pushed back like? four hours or something ridiculous like that listen bro listen, <laughs> listen so they i've never i've never had tip off at 9 15 p.m in my life bro oh like, that's no like, way. like this is like an official like playoff game being tipped off at 9 15 like 9 15 that's like the last aau game in the back of the gym no one's there um, there's one ref. He's not even going up and down, not calling any fouls. So he's trying to get out of there. Like that's that's the vibe that that's the vibe they get a nine fifteen game when you say a nine fifteen game. Um, so there was an accident on the highway, and it was blocking all four lanes. So literally, traffic was stopped. Like the bus, we shut off the bus, and we were just sitting there, like just um, you know, just shooting it on the bus you know what i mean like just um trying to stay warm um you know coach wouldn't let us fall asleep on the bus because we had a game and i was just trying to get some z's because i didn't sleep before the night before because i had to study for um a test so like it was just crazy it was a mess um uh but we had to we just were on that bus stuck in one spot for literally four hours did not move four hours on the bus um that's crazy yeah yeah and they we got there they gave us 30 minutes to to warm up and they threw it up and we played and what happened to albertus magnus happened to albertus magnus obviously the albertus magnus game did not go where you guys wanted to go but how how did you reflect after that game for next season of what you wanted to improve on um I just wanted to, as a team or individually? Uh, both. You know, whatever both. you As a team, as a team, I think, like, in that situation, uh, good teams, solid teams, uh, they put teams away. And I think that's, that's what, that's what, uh, if we want to be, you know, a championship team, uh, which we have the potential for, you know what I mean? Um, I still don't think we played our best basketball, even at the end of the season, that we could have, that we had the potential of playing. Um, we have so much talent on the team that if we all put it together, we could be, I think, the best team in the GNAC or compete for it to be the best team in the GNAC. Um, so as a team, I think 
to we have to we understood to win a championship you got to go out you got to finish things like just because you you feel like you're ahead for a little bit just because you feel like you accomplished something um for a few minutes uh you could just as easily lose it and that's exactly what happened I've never seen three straight and ones in like in my life in the entirety of my life as a basketball player steal and one steal and one steal and one um and they cut they cut a uh, 11 point lead. We were up by 11 with a minute and 10 left, a minute and seven left. And that's how they cut it down. Um, so that was a big lesson for us as a team to, you just gotta, to, if we wanna win a championship, you gotta be locked in, literally locked in until the last second. It can't be any type of celebration in your mind until the job's done. Um, individually, uh, I really just saw and I really learned um, what it takes to to be be at the level that I want to be at and to compete at the level I want to be at, like the attention to detail that it takes. Um, and, you know, if I really want to win a championship, which I believe I do, um, the patience and like the time that it truly takes to accomplish that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what I took from all of it individually. I just took everything in, you know, and I, and, um, you know, I just, I just really, I appreciated that stage for what it was. It was, it was a really cool experience. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You have told me that you're, you're, you're from Kenya. How does your heritage impact who you are on and off? The <laughs> um, it's part of, you know, personally, my mom doesn't, my mom doesn't really speak English to me when she's in the house. Uh, she speaks uh, our native language, um, Kikuyu um, and, and Swahili to me. Um, so, it really affects me from a standpoint of it's really uh, in the back of my mind, uh, different ways I could try to help out out there, um, different ways I can just make those connections um, out there uh, to not only help myself, but help people out there that need help. Um, because, you know, God knows uh, there's people out there that do need um, help that maybe or maybe not I could offer. Um, so I think it affect. I think, uh, it reflects in my personality and just, you know, my values and the way I was brought up, um, you know, as far as, you know, uh, having respect, uh, treating everyone with respect, that's big in my culture and stuff like that. Um, and just even, you know, stuff like the food, my mom makes sure that it's a big part of our life and that, you know, we never forget, you know, where we're from. So mm-hmm. I think it's a big part of, of who I am. That's great. Mm-hmm. So how are you staying fit right now for the next season? Obviously with COVID, started off kind of slow, probably for like training, but after a couple months in, what are you doing to stay in shape for next season? Um, I actually just recently, uh, I, I work, I'm an employee at the YMCA and um, uh, they let me in there to work out in the morning. Uh, so I get in early mornings in there and then um, late afternoons. So I've been getting uh, shots up over there, you know, working on skills and drills and stuff. And um, my buddy has a weight room in his uh, that I go to about uh, five days a week or four four to five days a week. Um, and I get some a lot of weight training in, in there and, you know, just try to stay ready and stay sharp for the season because, you know, if, I, if you want a championship, it starts right now. 100%. Does your uh, so I know at LaSalle you've 
for your jersey number is 13 then 24 are those yeah. which maybe it's another one does your jersey number kind of do you have a favorite number you try to wear or is it just any number that's available um i do have a favorite number that i would like to wear but lasalle doesn't have it um my high school number as a senior was three um and i love that number um i think it was i think if it suited me but like um i was also number 24 at one point in high school i like number 24 um because uh you know obviously kobe bryant mm -hmm. rest in peace to the late rest in peace to the goat um kobe bryant uh was really a big is really a big idol of mine um so yeah i always respected him and i always liked um the number 24 because of him uh so that's why i picked number 24 13 I picked 13. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I'm a level with you. The reason why I picked 13 was because I was a freshman and I got last pick and that was the only decent number that was left. <laughs> I think I actually have that jersey because they sold the, the jerseys from last year for like $10 a piece and I have 13 because that's one of my numbers. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, thank God we're getting new jerseys. Yes, thank God. Yeah. What's, so maybe what's your pregame, what's your favorite pregame meal or just food in general? Pre-game meal, definitely peanut butter and jellies. Two peanut butter and jellies about, I say, two hours before tip off. That's that's really, that's perfect. That's money. All um, right. And my favorite meal in general, um, I'd have to go with buffalo chicken pizza. All right. Nice. Good stuff. So we've we ask everyone that we've had, or almost everyone we've had on here, um, especially the college athletes. So what's on your pre-game playlist? Like what? When you're going into a game, like I know for me and like probably for Ray too, like in baseball, like for us, we don't really want to get super amped up for the games because like we need to stay locked in and stay focused. So like for you, like what's on your pregame playlist to get you locked in for the game? Um, I 100% agree with that. You know, everyone thinks, you know, you got to listen to the hardest, you know, uh, banging. Like you think – I mean, I, obviously, you know, I got I got Meek on there. I got Meek Mill on there. I have, you know, the, you know, the usual little baby NBA young boy. But like uh, a lot of what a lot of people don't know is right before tip off. What I really like listening to, um, ever since high school. This is another uh, cheat code my high school coach gave me. I listened to like '90s slow jams, um, uh, before before tip off uh, because. And, you know, it, same thing as you said, you can't go in too hype. You know, basketball is the same way. If you really, if you're really going out there to do work and do the right thing, um, you can't go in too hyped. You got to go in level-headed, kind of cool, calm and collected. You know what I mean? Um, so 90 slow gyms, uh, R&B, stuff like that, right before the game, that really gets me like nice and calm and mellow um, because the adrenaline itself, like if, if the adrenaline doesn't, already get you buzzing like right at tip off um without the music then i don't know what's wrong with you um because that's all it takes that's that's all it takes for me like just like right before tip off that adrenaline like rush like right when the ball goes up that's all it takes um but before that i like being like nice and mellow and just calm you know what i mean yeah for sure yeah so i think regardless of what level of competition you're coming from in high school or to like juco or college basketball is probably the hardest one to adjust to because you're just you're kind of just being thrown out there regardless all the running and then the, the arcs being moved how was the adjustment from call like the level of college play to high school for you 
Um, it was really like so in in high school. Um, I played one through five, like whatever whatever they needed me to play. Like another like that's and that's an attestment to my high school coach, because when I came in, you know, I mean, I was I was good in middle school. I was pretty good um, in middle school, but like I wasn't, you know it wasn't versatile. Like the, the way you separate yourself is versatility. The more you could do, the better you are. Um, that's how kids really separate themselves, you know, as good ones from great ones um, to okay ones and great ones. So like um, my high school coach really just really worked on my, my guard skills and he brought me onto his AAU team and um, he had me just playing the guard. And at first, I struggled with it. Um, I I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable um, handling the ball. I wasn't confident in it. And, you know, I just learned over time that it's just a confidence thing. And once I got it down and once I put in enough work, um, eventually I was, you know, playing whatever coach needed to do in the situation. If the matchup called for it um, and I needed to run the set, uh, I would I would play the point guard for, for however long, maybe the whole game if need be. Um, so I think in high school, the game was pretty much as fast. Most, just about every game we played was as fast as I wanted the game to go most of the time, more often than not. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to get the ball and, you know, start going coast to coast, like for the whole entire game, like that's how it could have gone. But like, and the thing that I learned in college is that now I don't control. Now it's not up to me how fast the game is going. It's up to EJ. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, it's not um, – I'm not in control of the tempo. Um, and that's, like, the biggest adjustment because when you come from a situation where um, you're ball – like, you're ball dominant um, – for the most part, uh, and not to say like we shared the ball. We had a great team. A lot of every just about four or five guys averaged double figure on my high school, double figures on my high school team my senior year. Um, but like when you come from a situation where you know it was kind of like, all right, it was up to you how the play was about to go down. Um, I think it's a big adjustment to kind of fit yourself in. Now when I go to college, now I have to look for spots where I can fit myself in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of, you kind of got to be a jack of all trades. Um, like I was in high school, but in a different way. Now I have to pick and choose spots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when in high school, I didn't really have to pick and choose my spots. It was just like, if like, you know, if I felt if I wanted to, you know, attack the rim, um, you know, it would, there would come, I'm sure there's an opportunity that would come. That's not the, that's not the case now. You know, there's, help they help now they rotate it's faster everything's quicker um you know everyone's uh as big and as athletic as me um so that's the that was the biggest adjustment is really um just the mental game uh really taking the mental game for what it is and and um just being consistent consistency as well that was the the biggest adjustment good to know so my last question, I don't know if Connor has one after this, what's your favorite uh, kind of sports memory, either basketball or any, or any other sport you played? That was going to be mine too. Like for uh, just like your overall career, like if you had to pick one moment and like you could keep replaying that moment in your head or in person, like what, what is that moment? What would it be? Um, I will never forget. Uh, 
Um, I don't know whether you guys are familiar with Bishop Fee in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, in Arbor. Um, you know, uh, I'm a coil. I'm a coil Cassidy alumni, so we're not really fans of uh, of those Shamrocks. We don't really like uh, <laughs> Fee and kids. So we're playing at Fiend, um, and their crowd is packed. It was there. They had something. They always like, they like, they like, whenever they play Coil, um, this was, you know, when Coil was, wasn't that good before I came, before um, I went to Coil, uh, they like to call big crowds for when they played Coil, just so they could, just so a bunch of people could watch them kick Coil butt. Um, so, my senior year, they had a t- I don't know why they had people come my senior year because we spanked them my junior year, but that's besides the point. Um, my senior year, they filled the gym. There was, like, they had an elementary school there, and they had this, like, they had the pajama theme. I'll never forget pajama-themed uh, fan section, and it was packed. The whole gym was packed. There was standing room. There was, like, there was Attleboro cops there. Like, it was just absolutely packed. Um, and this play happened. I got a steal and, um, this kid was trailing me and he was, and he ended up getting, he somehow caught up to me and surpassed me. And I went up, I took, I took two, three dribbles from half court and I took two steps and I went up and I just put it, put it down on his head. (laughs) And this fiend kid, this fiend kid got it on camera and everyone just went like the gym just went crazy. Like even fiend kids were running out on the court. Um, and it was, it's bad. Like, you know, it's bad when the coach has to call a timeout. Um, so the fiend coach called a timeout. And so I'm going over to my bench and like my first instinct was I was about to start jumping around like, let's go. But then I look at my coach and I'll never like, I appreciate this is the type of guy he is like, this just shows what type of dude he is. He looks at me and he like kind of like, you know, wait, puts his hands like in a motion like, you know, saying, you know, relax, like calm down, breathe. And I just stood there and like, you know, just took it all in and, you know, didn't even didn't even really react to it. And um, and, you know, it really it was a special like that was that was a cool moment. like just dunking on that kid at Fiend and just shutting the gym down like that. And we went on to win that game at their house um, with with the crowd there like that. And they were talking a bunch of trash, too. So that was a moment I'd play over and over again, dunking on that kid. That's great. Yeah. Oh, Kelvin, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, do you want to plug your Instagram real quick? Uh, yes. Uh, add me on Instagram um, at at uh, ksmove underscore twenty four k s m o o v e underscore two four. Um, I appreciate you having me on the show, Ray. Thank you very much. Uh, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. You too, bro. See you later. See you later, man. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too.